Welcome to the FDN Thrive Podcast. We interview leaders in the functional health space who bring you the most up-to-date, cutting-edge information for people who have tried it all for their health issues. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, what's going on, folks, and welcome back to another episode of the FDN Thrive Podcast. My name is Evan Transu, aka Health Coach Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. Now, prior to the FDN Thrive Podcast, I was doing a show on my own, but I was so thankful to be able to do a much better show, in my opinion, for FDN. Now, with that said, that prior show still had some golden nuggets of information and great episodes that I think should be put to use sometimes. And so I actually took one of the episodes that I did solo and used it for this episode you're about to hear. Now, I edited it down a little bit because there were certain remarks that just didn't make really any sense for the FDN Thrive podcast, and I just left the parts that are most useful to this audience. So today we are going to be doing really only, I guess, 16 minutes or 17 minutes from this audio, but it is a vitamin D intensive, all right? You're going to learn some great things about vitamin D, and if you're someone out there dealing with your own health challenges, you're going to understand why you need to be using the sun to get this. It is free. All right. We do a lot of cool things with functional labs. There's no doubt about it. That's one of the unique things FDN Thrive has to offer. However, we are fundamentally about lifestyle changes. And one of the best things you can do is optimize your vitamin D levels. Now, people think about this and they say, oh, maybe, you know, I'll get a few less colds each year or or something simple. But really having optimal vitamin D levels you will find is essential for overall good health. So without further ado, let's get to the episode. I'll be flying solo today to bring you a very special message that is extremely relevant as we inch closer and closer to winter here in the northern United States. Now, what would Health Coach Ev be talking about that would be considered a relevant and special topic just because it's almost winter? I'll give you a second. Any guesses? That's right, it's vitamin D. And no, we're not talking about the barely effective supplements you go and get from your local grocery store. We're talking about the real thing. This is a topic that warrants a much larger dis- or conversation than what we can allow for today, so let's jump right into it to make sure that we cover everything that we need to. Begin first by quickly mentioning what is vitamin D and why should you care. For starters, vitamin D technically isn't a vitamin at all. It's a hormone. Oxford defines a vitamin as a natural substance found in food that is an essential part of what humans and animals need to help them grow and stay healthy. It defines a hormone as a chemical substance produced in the body or in a plant that encourages growth or influences how the cells and tissues function. The process that your body actually goes through to create vitamin D can take us down quite a rabbit hole. So, for the sake of this conversation, let's keep it simple. Basically, when your skin is exposed to sunlight, it makes vitamin D from cholesterol. The sun's ultraviolet B, UVB rays, hit cholesterol in the skin cells, providing the energy for vitamin D synthesis to occur. There's a key part of that process that makes it impossible for us in the northern latitudes to get vitamin D for a certain period of time each year, but we'll get back to that in a moment. The second half of my original statement to you all was, why should you care? That is, what's the big deal about the big D? Folks, this just may be one of the most important markers we have in healthcare for one simple reason. A meta-analysis of all-cause mortality according to serum 25-OHD, which is 25-hydroxyvitamin D, clearly showed there was a downward slope in hazard ratios of mortality according to the serum 25-OHD levels. 
This confirms observations from the National Academy of Sciences Institute of Medicine Committee to review dietary reference intakes for vitamin D and calcium that concentrations less than 20 nanograms per milliliter are too low for safety. The present analysis also suggests that serum 25 OHD concentrations of less than 30 nanograms per milliliter may be too low for safety as well. What the heck does this mean? That means when your vitamin D levels are at a certain point, the rate of you dying from all causes goes down. Sounds like a pretty important thing to have then, doesn't it? But health coach Ev, do I really need to be worried about vitamin D deficiency? Let's look at the stats. A 2019 study showed that in the adult population, 35% of adults in the United States are vitamin D deficient. In infants, 47% of African-American children and 56% of Caucasian children are deficient. We're not doing so hot, right? Here's the kicker. This study classified deficiency as having 25 OHD levels of less than 20 nanograms per milliliter. What did that meta-analysis we were just talking about show us? It showed that your chances of dying for any reason go down even as we measure up to 30 nanograms per milliliter. Currently, there aren't any studies that I'm aware of showing what higher serum levels would do. Does this mean that it's possible that even higher serum levels could save even more lives? Perhaps, but let's stick to what we know for sure. What we know for sure is that Americans are ridiculously deficient in this important hormone, and that is by standards that are likely not high enough. This, ladies and gentlemen, is why you should care. All right, you're convinced that vitamin D is in fact important, but what does winter have to do with this? Well, winter has a lot to do with this. There are a good handful of misconceptions and myths about vitamin D and the sun that we need to address to tie the ideas of vitamin D and winter together. Sometimes the problem isn't even in with a misconception or myth, it's sheer ignorance about the topic. Let's dive into this a bit deeper. Myth number one, you can get vitamin D at any time during the day when the sun is out. Reality, this is completely false. You could be the palest, most melanin-lacking person in the world, and there is always a time of day that you can go out without burning or being able to produce vitamin D. I mentioned burning because, if you didn't know, it's the same part of the light spectrum that helps our bodies synthesize vitamin D that will also eventually burn us if we do not get our sun exposure responsibly. To both burn and or get vitamin D, the sun needs to be at approximately 30 degrees over the horizon. This angle allows it so that meaningful amounts of UV light can penetrate all the way to touch the Earth's surface or your skin. Even in July, where temperature highs reach upwards of 90-plus degrees in southeastern Pennsylvania and the sun is high in the sky, you still have multiple hours each day where you cannot burn. Although this time fluctuates daily, generally, prior to 8 a.m. and after 5.30 p.m. were pretty safe bets all summer long. That's right, Mom. Putting sunscreen on the kids at 6 p.m. just because it's hot does not do a thing. Myth number two, you can get vitamin D year-round any place on the Earth. Reality, also false, and this is the fact that brings this all home. If you live above the 37th parallel north or below the 37th parallel south, there is at least some portion of the year where you cannot synthesize any meaningful level of vitamin D. In general, this is worse the farther north or south you go, with few exceptions. 
For example, although this show is saved as a podcast, our hometown listeners are all in the greater Philadelphia and some of New Jersey area. For us, from about the end of November to the end of January, the sun doesn't go high enough above the horizon for that UVB light to get in. And if you're going to tell me that's not true, because you got burned while skiing in December, please note, when the sun bounces off the snow, especially if it's in the middle of the day, the UV light reflected is actually strengthened by just enough to burn some of us melanin-lacking folk. Add that to the list of facts you didn't need to know. Surely, some of you must be out there right now shaking in your snowboarding boots. You're thinking, wait a second, it's almost winter. I didn't use the sun to my advantage this summer. And now it won't be warm for several months. What do I do? Truth is, the best thing you could have done was build your vitamin D stores up this spring, summer and fall. Having done this properly, there's really no reason anyone would ever need a vitamin D supplement. But I get it. You're in this position now and you want to change it. Here's what you can do. Number one, take a vacation if possible and practical. Nope, I'm not kidding about this. The sun's rays give us many other benefits outside of vitamin D, which we'll talk about at another time. And the sun will always beat the heck out of any supplement for this reason. Of course, you want to do this as safely as possible. After all, if you head to Florida in the middle of January and don't know what you're doing, you'll be guaranteed to burn. Thankfully, there are things out there that can help you. We discussed already that getting your vitamin D levels to adequate amounts in the spring, summer, and fall Using the light from the sun is the best thing you can do. The next best thing would be to take a vacation, or two, to somewhere super sunny during the winter. Florida, Southern California, Texas, maybe even Cancun. All fantastic choices, with the last one being particularly good. Realistically, though, I know there is going to be a good percentage of people who listen to this who are not in the best position. They have low vitamin D levels, they didn't utilize the sun properly this past summer, and they simply aren't able to just get up and justify a vacation to get some sun on their skin. I totally get it. If you are aboard this boat, I would consider this one of the very few times I'd look into vitamin D supplementation. This would be a temporary fix to something you absolutely have to do correctly next year, but this is better than nothing in my opinion. You could actually start here by eating vitamin D rich foods. Egg yolks, salmon, and beef liver could be good places to start. Food will never be able to make up for a lack of sun, but these foods are generally health coach have approved anyway, so their added benefit of having vitamin D works out nicely. In terms of straight-up supplementation, know that not all supplements are created equal. Be weary of running to your local store to get a vitamin D supplement that has a bunch of unnecessary fillers and ingredients in it. You also want to make sure to be supplementing with vitamin K2 depending on how high you're going with the vitamin D dosage. Vitamin K2 will ensure that calcium is absorbed easily because, as you may know, one of the risks of supplementing with vitamin D is hypercalcemia, too much calcium in the blood. This is not particularly common, but it is possible when not getting it naturally. I'd like to spend the remainder of the show today jumping to a few different points that aren't necessarily connected, but are nonetheless still relevant to the topic at hand. One thing that comes to mind when discussing vitamin D, a thing that simply cannot be ignored in today's world, is COVID-19. I do not care what your opinions about the virus are as a whole, because two things are for certain. I think if you had a choice to get the virus or not, you'd choose not to get it. If you had a choice to have a severe case of COVID-19 or a mild one, you'd choose to have a mild one. So, where does vitamin D come into the mix here? 
A study was posted in the Journal of Steroid Biochemistry and Molecular Biology on August 29th of 2020, showing some extremely interesting results regarding vitamin D's impact on COVID-19 patients. Of 50 patients treated with vitamin D, one required admission to the ICU, obviously 2%, while of 26 untreated patients, 13 required admission, 50%. There is no doubt in my mind that I'd like to see a study with much larger numbers, but that's quite a discrepancy there. If nothing else, the main thing I'd be talk or taking into consideration is the meta-analysis we referenced earlier in the show. When vitamin D is at a certain blood level, you have a better chance of surviving. I'd personally consider it a pretty safe bet that this would apply to the coronavirus, too. How about the relationship between mental health and vitamin D? You probably already guessed that I couldn't go the whole show without talking about the mental health side of this, and there certainly is one. Studies have shown a link between vitamin D deficiency and depression. Researchers behind a 2013 meta-analysis noticed that study participants with depression also had low vitamin D levels. The same analysis found that, statistically, people with low vitamin D were at a much greater risk of depression. The researchers believe that because vitamin D is important to healthy brain function, insufficient nutrient levels may play a role in depression and other mental illnesses. An earlier 2005 study identified vitamin D receptors in the same areas of the brain associated with depression. A study published in February 2019 showed that vitamin D supplementation can improve mood status and anti-inflammatory biomarkers in female diabetics with anxiety and vitamin D deficiency. How about this one? A study that included patients with bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, and schizoaffective disorder showed that more than 30% of participants in the sample had low, otherwise deficient, vitamin D levels, while less than 15% of individuals had optimal levels of vitamin D. Vitamin D deficiency was recorded in more than 22% of patients with bipolar disorder and in almost 35% of patients with schizophrenia or schizoaffective disorder. There was a significant absolute difference in vitamin D deficiency between the primary study population and the Dutch white population with study participants having almost 25% lower vitamin D levels. The craziest part about this study Deficiency was classified as blood serum levels below 12 nanograms per milliliter. That is way too low of a standard in my opinion. What was considered optimal? A measly 30 nanograms per milliliter. To be clear, this means that over 85% of these patients had vitamin D levels that were under 30 nanograms per milliliter. Do you know how simple and easy it is to get someone to those blood levels? Now, here's where I get a little frustrated, ladies and gentlemen, and I feel a health coach Ev rant coming on. I always share that I am not against the wonders and, honestly, miracles of the Western medicine we have available to us in this country and in many places around the world today, but here is the problem. I can rattle off countless studies showing the relationship between mental health and vitamin D levels. Using the sun properly could easily get someone to appropriately, appropriate levels in a matter of weeks. Heck, if someone is truly suffering with their mental health, I'm even all for getting them on some high-quality vitamin D supplements while they're in the initial phases of getting their health back together. Sometimes, for those of us who've dealt with this stuff, getting out of bed and finding any motivation can be extremely challenging. The last thing I do is condemn someone in that position for using a supplement. But is this the conversation you have when you're at your doctor's office in this country? 
Are you really getting all the options and information? Mind you, we're just talking about vitamin D today. Don't get me started on the study showing how nutraceuticals, gut health, and various lifestyle factors positively impact mental health symptoms. Were you told any of those things? I wasn't. At 15 years old, my family doctor recommended Xanax. At 18 years old, my family doctor prescribed me an SSRI, which is a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, very popular class of antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications. Note that I didn't say a psychiatrist. I said my family doctor. Maybe I'm missing something here, but isn't there a reason psychiatrists get the specialized degrees that they have? Now, before someone gets all mad at Health Coach Ev, let's be 100% clear about what I'm saying here today, please. I didn't say nor even suggest someone should ever not use medication for their mental health issues. I didn't even talk about therapy or counseling, which I'm all for, by the way, so you can't say I'm against that. All I'm asking is if we have these studies showing that these things that are extremely cheap or even free can greatly benefit those suffering with mental health challenges, then why is this not one of the first recommendations they get when they show up at their doctor's office with these symptoms? I have great friends who are doctors. Some of them have been or will be on the show. I'm not against doctors. I have family members studying to become nurses. I'm not against nurses. Medication has, at times, felt like a lifesaver for me and was likely the only reason I was able to ever overcome my fear of flying. I'm not against medication. I am against a system that promotes profit over people. Anyone out there can go and find these studies. It's not like they're directly hidden. But are they promoted? And folks, that's why we are all about leveling the playing field here. Leveling leveling the playing field means that you have the right to have access to all of the information and have all of the options when addressing your health challenges, be they mental or physical. Whether you choose to take the full Western medicine route, the full functional medicine route, or a mix of both, I will be there supporting you 100% of the way because I know what it's like to go through hell with your health. What I will not tolerate, though, is someone not knowing that they even have a choice. That is absolutely unacceptable to me. And you know what? All of us at FDN Thrive find this unacceptable. This is not okay. And what's fun about FDN, what's so different about it, and one of the things that attracted me the most, it was like a long list of things to be honest, but one of the main things was this idea that we're not dogmatic. This is not Western versus Eastern. We're focused on getting people better with whatever means they have to use. All right, we're trying to do this the most effective way possible. If you're missing an organ, you're going to need probably a medication or supplement, depending on the organ, for the rest of your life. You use Western medicine for that. That's okay. But if you're dealing with a chronic health issue, sometimes, sometimes, medication's just not the answer. Surgery's just not the answer. We got to figure out what's going on in your body that is disturbing your biochemistry and causing chronic stress that's leading to a state of dis-ease, right? And that's what we do with FDN Thrive. So if you're ready to be a part of a system that actually is going to look at you as a whole person and not just try to treat one thing specifically, you're in the right place. You know where to find us, www.fdnthrive.com. Click the Get Started Here button and let's see if this is the right program for you. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd be so kind as to leave us a five-star review wherever you are listening, assuming they allow you to review, we'd love you even more than we already do. I'm looking forward to talking to you again soon, but until then, take care. 
Thanks for tuning in to the FDN Thrive Podcast. If you feel like you've been stuck in the cycle of trial and error when it comes to your health issues, our team can help. Whether you've tried every different diet out there without lasting success, spent way too much money on supplements at your local health food store, or been told that your lab tests are normal despite feeling anything but normal, we have your back. Go to fdnthrive.com and click the Get Started Here button if you're ready to stop playing guessing games with your health. That's fdnthrive.com.